Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Unscrewed. The show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Welcome back to the new season. I'm really excited to be back with you. Uh, I'm especially happy to be talking to the ear holes of those of you who came out to the live show at the PRX Podcast Garage in Alston last Thursday night. We had an amazing conversation that I can't wait to bring to the rest of you. It was so much awesomeness that I may have to break it up into two different episodes of part one and part two. So gird your loins for that one. Um, And seriously, thanks to everyone who came out to be part of that live studio audience. Uh, A reminder now that we're back to send me your sex and sexuality related advice questions. What do you need help thinking about? What do you need advice about? How can I help you? Let me get all up in your business. Send me <laughs> advice questions to unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N dot com. Also, in October, some of you know, I am going to be the guest editor for Scarletine, which is so awesome. Um, I'm so honored that Heather's trusting me to publish content to their amazing site. Um, So send me pitches if you've always wanted to write for Scarletine. If you've written for Scarletine before, make sure that their pitches aimed at the young people that Scarletine serves. So spend a little time on the site and hit me up for those pitches at Jacqueline at Scarletine.com. That's Jacqueline at Scarletine.com. I only have a few slots left, but I'd love to put you in one of them. I would also love to see you on my Patreon. Some of you know at the end of last season, I launched a Patreon. A whole bunch of you joined. It's been amazing getting to chat more with you all and to feel your support and have you keeping me going. It really has been in practical and emotional ways. So fantastic. Uh, But we would love we would love to see our ranks swell. So if you appreciate the show, if you get value out of the show, if you want to join a community of people who are into this kind of conversation, my Patreon, which is just if you look up Jacqueline Friedman, you'll find me. I think it's just Jacqueline F on Patreon 
<laughs> I probably should look that up. Come find me, whatever monthly giving level feels good to you, and join the conversation. I would so love to have you. I also have heard from so many of you who loved last week's episode, Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers, with the amazing Sadie Doyle, just as much as I did. I honestly want to go listen to it over and over again. I'm obsessed with her. Uh, I'm so glad that you dug it the way I did. And I'm so glad to be able to surprise you with a little snippet that I held back for you to savor this week. So here's a question I asked Sadie at the end of our conversation about Crohn's. I want to ask you before we wrap up about Crohn's. Crohn's, I know. They're not, Augusta's a Crohn. She's an older woman who is taking care of an adult son by the end of her life. And witches are crones, and witches are at the very back of the book. They are the women who've sort of lived through it all and who have chosen, you know, who aren't just monsters, who aren't just, you know, Lucy Westenrott who gets bit on the neck by a vampire and becomes a vampire. They're not just the T-Rex, although we should all be so lucky as to be the T-Rex. Witches make their own decision. One thing I love about how you become a witch one version of this is that you recite the Lord's Prayer backwards, right? You take the most sacred words of your culture and you reverse them. You cast yourself out of that version of the world and into another one, out of that story or and into another one. Ever since Salem, there's the idea that you sign the devil's book. I think that's part of some earlier witch inquisitions in Europe as well. It's not just a Salem thing, but it's a very old thing that you put yourself in a book or you reverse the words you've been taught, which is are people who exist within their stories and who change their stories, who are able to step outside of the stories that they've been cast into, which is are women who are beyond our sort of settled world. They're liminal creatures, which is our edge cases, right? You know, you don't find a witch in the village. You find her at the very edge of the village. You find her at the very edge of the woods. Um, you find her in a place that is between civilization and everything outside of it, between our world and the world beyond us. And that's what I think we sort of need to do if we are to create new worlds, not just rail about how awful patriarchy is, not just talk about how bad this situation is right now, but begin to strategize and create and envision a new kind of world and a new kind of life and a new kind of way to be a woman. To be a witch is to take a solid look at the stories you've been taught and decide, well, that story's over and now I'm going to tell a different one. Now I will create a new reality with my words, with my spell. So I love, I love witches and I think they're crones, you know, very often. I They've love this. Yeah. That, that, if we're talking about sort of virgin wife, mother as sort of being the type of woman you can be under patriarchy and crones are outside of patriarchy. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking about it a lot. If I may be so personal is because I have started perimenopause. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't really feel like going gently into that good night, but I am <laughs> really thinking about what it could mean in a positive way to be on the other side of this. Yeah, and that's the thing is that you get to move into a new story, right? Because our culture only tells stories about women when they're very young and because it only really even wants to see women when they're very young. Not a, That's not necessarily a gift. You know, visibility and hypervisibility can be a risk. Sexual violence is much higher among young women. But because our culture only wants to deal with women at the very beginning of their lives, women who move out of that into the next part of their lives are just beginning to have enough social power and enough status 
to maintain their public visibility, to maintain their visibility and to tell their own stories. So that's a very witchy place to be in. If you can walk into a place in the culture where the stories are missing and start to tell them, then that's a witchy, a witchy way to move. Yes. And if you are the only person listening to this episode who hasn't already listened to Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers last week uh, and you dug that little snippet, go do yourself a favor and go listen to it. I promise you won't be sorry. And finally, if you are a patron, you will have already heard me go on about this in last week's newsletter, but there is a major trio of cases slated to be heard by the Supreme Court on October 8th that are literally about whether employers have the right to discriminate against LGBT people, but they're going to have the potential to legalize employment discrimination against literally anyone that the employer finds doesn't adequately live up to sex stereotypes. So you can imagine how many fucking people that affects. You may have heard if you watch the Emmys like I did, not ashamed. Laverne Cox and, and Chase Strangio talk about this on the red carpet. Chase Strangio actually was on Call Your Girlfriend uh, a couple of weeks ago talking about these cases in an episode called On the Basis of Sex. And the thing that stuck with me that I don't think enough people appreciate because it's the court and it doesn't feel like our votes matter is that there's still stuff you can do. And so I really want you to listen to Chase Strangio talking with Ann Friedman of Call Your Girlfriend about what there is for us to do between now and October 8th and also between October 8th and whenever the justices issue their ruling on the case. Pay close attention. It's going to be on all of us. As much as nine individuals are going to be deciding uh, the issue, uh, in, in, you know, ultimately, those nine individuals are human beings. They're human beings who reside in the world. They look out from the court and see a set of cultural and political realities that they cannot extricate their thinking from. So what that means is that if we do nothing between now and October 8th and now and whenever they decide this case, then the message we're sending is nobody cares. And that message will then come through in whatever legal opinion they write because they are inevitably, you know, sort of seeped in culture as much as everyone else. And sure, I think judges and people who sort of talk about the law in an academic sense like to talk about it as a science. It is not a science. It is an interpretive method to achieve <laughs> political, you know, outcomes. And I would argue that, you know, many things about science are that too, but that's a digression. <laughs> but, um, but, but that, you know, ultimately it is our responsibility as human beings who are engaged in the outcomes of, of decisions that people in power make to show how those decisions impact our ability to survive or not. And so it is incumbent, it is incumbent upon all of us, I believe, between now and October when the case is argued and then, you know, between now and whenever it is decided sometime before June of 2020 to make noise to say, no, we will not stand for a court that strips rights away from people. We will absolutely not sit quietly by while the court debates whether it is lawful to fire people, whether we should be enforcing gender stereotypes in the workplace. To, to sit and do nothing is incredibly dangerous and will impact an ultimate opinion that is written taking away people's rights. And so some of the ways people can show up are just talking about it. Um, talk about these cases, educate yourself about these cases, being informed and mobilizing, whether it's having a rally on October 8th, 
in D.C. or in your hometown, whether it's sharing on social media and creating a groundswell of attention and knowledge about these cases that then translates into media coverage. It translates into people talking to their friends and families, talking about it in class, talking about it with friends. Those things make a difference. That's something that people should internalize as a way where they have agency and power to influence what's happening in places that seem completely inaccessible. Right. Like we cannot influence maybe the direct outcome, like literally the decisions made, but we can definitely make sure that everybody is aware that this is happening. We can be talking about it. And like, I really do think that one of the upsides of this super connected social media era is that we can kind of place some pressure on like people in positions of cultural power, you know, to say, this is something we're all paying attention to. I really appreciate that. Before I let you go, I want to ask if there is a place you recommend our listeners go for further information about what's at stake or to tap into what the ACLU is organizing or planning around this case or just to learn more. Check out ACLU.org where counsel in two of the cases. One is the EEOC versus RGGR Harris Funeral Homes, which is which is a mouthful. But if you just Google <laughs> Amy Stevens, A-I-M-E-E Stevens. She was the transgender woman who was fired. She is our client. She is who we are defending at the Supreme Court. You will be directed to our website where there is tons of information about the cases. And then if you follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at ACLU, there'll be information about not only Amy Stevens case, but the two sexual orientation cases as well that are going to be argued on October 8th. So that's a good place to just find information and background, as well as information about rallies and other things that are happening leading up to October 8th. And for anyone who is able to come to D.C., there will be a huge presence outside the Supreme Court. And that's another way that people can physically show up. Because the other thing is, this is the first transgender civil rights case ever heard before the United States Supreme Court. It is a day that we will remember. And we want to show that the trans community had more people defending them outside the court that day than the other side had saying that we shouldn't exist. Um, And so people can show up if they're able. People can organize rallies in their hometown. There's a lot we can do both to send the message that this matters, both to the individuals who are watching who need to see that, the LGBTQ folks in particular, but then also to the people in power who need to see that we have allies by our side. Yes. Okay. Again, that's Chase Strangio. Call your girlfriend. The episode is on the basis of sex if you want to get in depth about what those cases involve. But the most important part is that you take action. You follow those action steps that Chase just outlined. We have to make sure that the justices know we care about this and that we are watching. That is all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening as always. You can find Unscrewed wherever you like to listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Acast, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. If there's somewhere you like to listen to your podcast and we're not there, let me know and I will fix that immediately. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss any of the amazing episodes we have coming up this season. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the inimitable Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dadana. Until next week, I am wishing you safe and happy sex lives.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.